At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. La, 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 It's time for Moneyline, your place to be for the madness of March, with your host, Kevin Walsh. The cap is still there. The, the price is still good. I'm going to bet this. I went a little 3-0 and on a three-pack of college basketball. It was a nice weekend in that way. I mean, listen, I'm an eligible bachelor, so. And Donnie Wrightside. Now, hold, like, I love slander. Like, slander is so much fun. Like, nobody was defending the wide out. What a 15-yard out. Like, thank God. Like, I, I don't think I could make it in this world anymore. One minute, I'd be like, I'm out of questions for this girl. I don't know what to say anymore. Like, what did you think about the game last night? That's minute number two already. On Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, channel 159. Whoa, back out of here on a Monday. Like we never left, K-Dub. Thursday, Friday off, taken in the tournament, preempted by some fantastic content here on the grid. But away we go on a Monday, and a lot to get to today on Moneyline. So from 1 to 3 p.m., as usual, K-Dub, DRS, back in the seat, and it feels good. Just how the people like it, man. Excited yeah, it to be is. back in the mix. Now, I mean, for you, you know, four days off not working, very common, what you're used to. Mm. You know, not for me. Now, how did it get the four? It's a long days stretch. Off. We weren't all, you didn't work Saturday or Sunday, pal. We know so that. So, what is that? Is, that? is that Saturday and Sundays count two days? I mean, what is this four yeah. days off? Yeah, you basically didn't work for four <laughs> days in a row. You know what I mean? I mean, Lord knows you don't really put a shift in in the morning. Come on. I mean, that's, that's true. crazy now. Right, it's true. You just kind of, you know, you, you, you're there, but are you there? Like, you never know. You never know. But now you know that we know that we are here on a Monday and getting busy here. Now, granted, we're going to talk a lot about the college basketball tournament. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, keeping up the tabs. Who has the chance to cut down the nets? Who's looking good? Who's not? Who to fade? Who to follow? We'll get to that. The NFL also, a lot of interesting things coming down the tr- train. And also, take a look at Lamar Jackson. If somebody's ever even going to sign him to an offer sheet, the NBA getting very interesting here as teams jockey for position. And also, Kevin, who's going to win the elusive MVP award this year as well? Mm, that is my favorite, man. I, I just, look, I know it comes off like I dislike Nikola Jokic, but it's just. You don't. You like him. I, I I do I do like Nikola Jokic. You love him. Yeah. That's that's fine. I, I I like that. Yes, I love Nikola Jokic. Yes, but it's nice to see him no longer be minus three fifty to win the NBA's MVP award. Now, granted, following along on Twitter here, by the way, uh, BWS, our good friend here on the morning after on the grid, uh, tweets out Michigan State's Tyson Walker is going to get a chance to play close to home. 
Uh, B. Rutz chimes in. It says, nice to see Walker getting the play right down the street from his high school. And then DRS chimes in. I think Kevin went to Christ the King, too. And Ben Stevens chimes in. Yes, heart of Atlantic, heart of uh, New York City. There you go. Oh. You got put right in on there. All I had to see was, like, Queens. I'm like, you know what? I think Kevin went to Christ the King. Christ the King is actually... I don't know if you know this or not. I mean, well, you could find mm. this out considering I can. you, you sure. know different coordinates. Uh-huh. Christ the King is the high school closest to my house. It Whoa. is a very, very easy walk from my house to Christ the King. So, Man. Yeah, CTK in the building. We, love, we like to see the, uh, a lion thriving. That's pretty good. I'm, I'm, I love the fact that, though, the bigness of the tournament feel. It doesn't feel like it gets any bigger than, you know, opening rounds are nice. We get that. But the sweet 16 to elite eight rounds, it feels like New York City, Madison Square Garden should always be in the mix for that. Like, it just feels like the, like that's the monster stage that you want to try to get back to. Oh, Love I it. mean, it, you would almost, it's like, wait, like the final four is in Madison Square Garden every yeah. year? Like, and it's not uh-huh. even this year, right? But it, yeah. it does have that kind of vibe where I wonder if almost to some degree, the other Sweet 16 Elite Eight games are going to be like, oh, come on now. Let's play in a random football arena when we could just be at Madison Square Garden. Yes. Like, it's not even going to feel right. Like, I know the reason why they hold these in domes because the NCAA can sell seats all the way up top for 250 bucks plus and have no problem about it. Like, hey, what's the difference between Madison Square Garden's 19,000 whatever tickets or 75,000 we can sell? Granted, it's all about money. But my goodness, like a Final Four in a championship game at the Garden would just be phenomenal. The place would be absolutely electric, but money rules everything, Kevin. We are never going to get back to, quite frankly, who was actually the like, Where's the last place that they held a championship round and a Final Four round non-aircraft carrier domes, right? Man, it's... It's got to be 30 years at this point. Yeah, I, I couldn't even tell you. Like, I can't even, like, put a visualization to the, you know, players sitting basically beneath the court. Like, they can't even see because the, the levels are so wrong. Like, they got to stand up to get their eyes above the hardwood. Yeah, like, I, New Orleans has always been in the mix. Like, what, 1983, was it Michael Jordan, UNC? That was in in uh, New Orleans. So, I mean, they've been having domes for a while, but it wasn't always, like, I remember what, um, was it in Denver, I believe, where it was UNLV and Duke? Duke's, Duke got hammered by UNLV that year. But that was in a regular, you know, arena setup at that point. Mm-hmm. I wonder when they did start going all t- – because, uh, grant, granted, like Jerry World pops up sometimes mm-hmm. in the Elite Eight. I don't think that is. I don't see the – I'm going to have to bring up the actual places that they're going this weekend. But I don't know if – like, well, wait, Vegas is included this week, right, isn't it? They're not a T- – now, is Vegas going to be in a, a Reliant – or what, they're not Reliant – Allegiant Stadium, or is that going to be at like T-Mobile out there? Well, how does that work? Like, you mean to tell me like some of these games are going to be drawn like 80k houses? Like, the Garden is the Garden, but it's only like what 20,000? 20, 20,000 right? or so, yeah. Like, but but there has been there has been the the giant domes for these. I'm, I'm going to get a look to see where these are because I know obviously one is in Vegas, but I do believe it's at T-Mobile, not at. You know, where the Raiders play at this point. But it's always a factor coming in. The NCAA wants money. It's going to be great games. We're going to all enjoy it. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back at it here. College basketball on our minds. Absolutely. Why? Because Sweet 16. An Elite Eight action this weekend. Now, Kevin, I went online to track down where these college basketball tournaments are going to be played. T-Mobile Arena out in Vegas, not in a dome. Uh, T-Mobile, I can't, I don't have it up right now, but it's another T-Mobile, like the T-Mobile Center. So shout out to T-Mobile for getting involved here in two different spots. I believe that's Kansas City. Uh, the Garden, obviously not a dome. And I'm looking at tickets, Kevin. Row 416. Excuse me, section 416, row 1, 537. Cheapest ticket to get in the building this weekend. Now, I do think that is all sessions. So you do get the, so what is that, three games, right? Sweet 16 and then the Elite Eight, you get three total games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's so it's 537 for a two-day pass? Yes, correct. That's not bad, actually. For the three games, sitting up top there, you know, relaxing in the garden. It isn't that. Oh, it isn't. It isn't yeah. terrible. But that really is the cheapest games. to get in. It looks like it goes as high. Uh, let's see, section eight. I guess that's a little. Yes, yeah, so behind the basket, row fifteen, eight seventy-seven for all sessions. Which I love this too. It's seven thirty-seven for the games with a buck forty in fees. Fees. What yeah. fees? You. I mean, we've all bought tickets know. before. Hey, look at this. It's twenty-five bucks. Good. Get me in here. Uh, all right, you owe me forty-seven. Like what? Fees. It's pretty crazy how the ticket places can charge. And again, don't even get me in the fees and then slap on. I'm coming to your arena. I got to pay to park at your arena. Fantastic. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful stuff at that point. But it should be interesting to watch you play out this weekend at the Garden. Should be lively. Now, the games, because I'm trying to just bring my bracket tournament up here. Uh, it, they don't do a good job of saying like where games are at, but I do know. Can't, so I guess it would be FAU, Tennessee, Kansas State, Michigan State will be in the Garden. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I think it's the the Tennessee then is the other game, the Tennessee FAU. Well, is that what you just said? You. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, got so it. I only I only I only heard the K State game. I don't yeah. know I'm here, but I guess I'm not here. The reason I bring that up is this is where we start to say, boy, the NCAA tournament is awesome. Upsets are cool. <laughs> and then you get FAU Tennessee. Now look, I'm not knocking these teams, which I am actually knocking these teams. But if you're in the garden and you could have said to yourself, well, hold on now. We could have Duke up, Duke Purdue. Yeah. You know, flip it down to the bottom of the bracket, Marquette, 
steaming up there. Maybe get maybe uh, you know I don't know Marquette again. Exactly something like that. Now again, you're still going to get good basketball games, but sometimes I look at these, and again the garden is like you know the mecca, like the excitement should be at an all time high. Like you should just be able to reseed and just throw the best four teams in the garden. Like just get after it there, because that's it. You know what I mean? Leave the leave Kansas City to have like you know FAU. They'll enjoy it, but the garden just deserves to have Titans out there. Now, great again, FAU Tennessee is going to be a compelling matchup. Kansas State Michigan State, yes, but what could have been? Sometimes I look at that. Like you go out to the West, right? Arkansas UConn should be a banger. Even though Kansas did get knocked out, that's a shame. Gonzaga UCLA. I mean, that's fantastic stuff over there. To, yeah. to your point. Both Kentucky and Duke were favored in their games. Those yeah. are obviously two of the biggest fan bases in all of mm-hmm. college basketball. I'm sure even for the Garden, now, like you said, right? I mean, the Garden should be, you know, selling out regardless. But yeah, I'm sure the Garden was like, man, look at that Kentucky fan base and Duke fan base. Like, that would have been great for the atmosphere, the energy, and, you know, obviously just help move those tickets along. Marquette fans, no strangers to the Garden. They were favored in their basketball game over Michigan State. So, yeah, things didn't really break their way. And, of course, like the National Player of the Year was supposed to almost be like a shoe-in to get to this thing, and they couldn't even get out of the... Oh, my goodness. They couldn't yeah, they were there right up to the, the end, too. By the way, like on a Friday, I did a couple videos because I had to do uh, some college basketball, which I was terrible in my pick-six contest on Friday, which I was wonderful on Thursday. Yeah. But the two I picked out for some of these videos, like Sheboy, to get over 11 and a half rebounds. And again, I was at the concert, and I'm just like checking in, like, oh, my, what? Yeah, like crazy. 13 rebounds at the break. I'm like, what? Uh, I'm, I'm like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I don't want... <laughs> you know, they were up in that second half of that game, too, Kentucky. And yeah. Calipari's in a really interesting spot because the elite, elite freshman class, the last one to really hit like that was the Duke, Zion, RJ, uh, yeah. Cam Reddish, Reddish class. Yeah. Now, Kentucky had Emmanuel Quickly and Tyrese Maxey on that same team. Yes. And that was the COVID year. And I thought that that team could have made a legitimate run. I actually had a ticket on them to win the title. Who knows? But even a legitimate run, it helps kind of, you know, keep that balance of the impact freshmen can have. But I don't know if it's a COVID reset, but these elite, elite, you know, freshman classes are just not popping off the same way uh, that they used to. You know, Kentucky struggled all year. People felt like Duke disappointed. I know Arkansas finds themselves, you know, in the, the Sweet 16 now. But their regular season was a dis- disappointment relative to expectations. And, you know, Cal Paris got maybe people are saying his best class yet next season. Well, he better hope so because <laughs> these have been disappointing seasons, Donnie. Yes, and it's a high bar that you have when you're talking about Calipari because there are guys that have coached for 25, 30, or 40 years that have, like, okay, one championship and are just highly regarded. But it feels like Coach Cal gets that extra oomph, and rightfully so, because he was one of the originators of – damn you fifth-year seniors, I'll kick you all out of here because i got a freshman coming in that I want to start, and that's how we're going to do it. So I know that the old head mentality that some people have is, ah, oh, Calipari's bad for the game. He changed some things up. Well, he gets that guff extra because it used to be like, well, of course he's going to win. He's got the best five freshmen every single year, and they make runs, whether they win it all or not, but they're one and dones. And next, and hey, good luck on your career, guys, but I'm going to sell the next guy when I sit in that that. You know, locker room slash living room with another player. And I said, I was mom, like, hey, look, 
just sent five kids to the pros. Mm-hmm. Your kid's going to come here for three months, hang out in basket weaving, and then he'll be a millionaire. I'm like, okay, sounds good, and that's the way to do it. But then there's the other old school, like, hey, we don't like that, and we take three to four year players, and it's a nice even thing to try, watch it watch. Excuse me, watch it play out in the NCAA tournament. But there are a lot of good matchups here. Now, granted, we have all week to let these simmer in. But I got to tell you, Houston Miami is going to be fantastic. You know, Alabama San Diego State. I'm rooting for, obviously for Alabama. In that spot, it should be a decent game. Creighton-Princeton, it's a 10-point number, but I don't even know if it should be that high. And I understand Princeton's a 15 C, but my goodness, mm-hmm. no one gave you any inclination over the first two games. Like, oh, they're finally stepping up in competition. They're going to get beaten now by Creighton. I know you were disappointed with Baylor in that game. Like, I mean, step up a little bit, Baylor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was disappointed, but, but also, in a way, who, who am I to blame but myself? Yes, correct. Like, Baylor went out the exact way you thought they would. They gave up 80-plus, yeah. right? <laughs> I just... I had seen how Creighton had really struggled against the elite offenses this throughout this season. And Baylor got theirs, right? Baylor got theirs. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things, you know, this that defense was Baylor's undoing, right? That it was one of those predictable finishes uh for the Baylor Bears. And what that was well, that's frustrating is, you know, to have the ticket on them to win the region, I you know, if they got to the Elite Eight game, I could kind of make a decision from there. And obviously they all would have been, you know, very, very strong favorites over Princeton, and, you know, they, they're not even able to make it to that game. So that was definitely frustrating uh, with how that played out. But, again, wh- whose fault but my own slash Baylor's own in, in that way. By the way, who's, who's getting upset this round? Like, um, like the, elite, the Elite Eight, is it just going to go chalk? Bama, Creighton, uh, FAU, K-State, UCLA, UConn, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like Houston, Miami? Like, wouldn't even qualify, though, right? Like if I told you Gonzaga beats UCLA, I don't feel like you're like whoa. Like what you're you're kind of I'm assuming here seating. Right? Yeah, the oh just seating or I thought you yeah. were more so like the wow. No. I really did not see that coming. Yes, well, in, in, like are we just going to run it down? Like you know, oh man, FAU just took Tennessee down to the wire, knocked them off. They're in the Elite Eight now, and they got a legitimate chance against Michigan State. You know what I mean? It just I don't I don't know what I'm outside of my bets. Like when you look to just like, get the matchups in, it's almost like okay, FAU it was fun. See ya. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Michigan State, I can't stand the way you play. See ya. You know, stuff right. like that. Well, what's What's incredible is I think Tennessee is the favorite now out of that East region. Like one of the most written-off teams in college basketball. All of a sudden now is favored to make a Final Four. Yeah. Shout out people that want to bet Princeton in New Jersey. Like, hey, man, get out to the bar. You got a couple dollars on it. I can't find the game on my app. Yeah, get used to it. You're not going to find that game on your app here, nor any other New Jersey game. We'll be right back here. It's Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hour number one, rolling through right here on Moneyline. If you want to get involved, you miss us, did you, on Thursday and Friday? Well, here's the phone lines, 844-843-6879. We're going to put a little bow on the NCAA here over the weekend. Again, it was a lot of fun to watch. One of the best weekends of the year, no doubt about it. Gets even bigger and better, it feels like. Four games on Thursday, four games on Friday. Then you get the old weekend Elite Eight, sensational stuff all the way around. But there were some big doings over the weekend in football. And, you know, even though pro football is not playing on the field, you're still trying to shore up some teams, some big contracts, some players that aren't there yet. But also, Kevin, you remember last week? Was it Wednesday? When did, uh, was it Tuesday or Wednesday that Aaron Rodgers went on McAfee's show? Was it Tuesday? Or did he skip Wednesday. a day and go Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, which was the last day and we're talking about, yes, it was Wednesday. And we're talking about, you know, oh, you know, it's, you know I want to play for the Jets. Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, now Monday. Still not on the Jets yet. Still waiting to work things out. Well, this is, I, I'll, I think you'll agree here. What we found mm-hmm. out is it actually is not Rogers' fault. As frustrated as we had uh, become with him a little bit, acting as if, like, what are, what are we doing here? But I, it kind of turns out now that there's this real standoff between the Packers and the Jets, and it's a, it's a leverage battle, right? Where Green Bay is under the impression that they have the leverage because the Jets need him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the rest of the league is basically saying, like, <laughs> why are you asking for a first-rounder for a 38-year-old coming off of a bad season? <laughs> and that, that's kind of what you and I talked about in the moment, is a lot of people have been saying the Jets have no leverage, the Jets have no leverage, and it appears that the Jets are sat there like, based on what? We aren't, like... It's not like you have this laundry list of suitors and teams that are dying to come in and get Aaron Rodgers off your hands. So we're going to sit here and we'll wait this thing out. At some point, you're going to come to us and we're not going to fold. We're not going to cave. We're not just going to give in and give you, you know, multiple firsts. Or, incredibly, now the Jets seemingly think they're going to be able to get this done without giving up any first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're going to have to come to agreement because they're not actually under the gun right now. I mean, we sit here on March 20th. Like, Aaron Rodgers, for the past yeek, I don't even want to say, like, two years, like, years in Green Bay, it's like, see when I see you guys. I'm not showing up in off-season workouts. Like, I've been there, done that. I've been in camp. I know the offense. Leave me alone. So it's not as if, like, yeah. oh, my goodness, look at the clock, man. Like, he really needs to get that playbook for the Jets. It's Nathaniel Hackett. He has the playbook. He knows exactly what's going to take place when he gets there. So maybe that works in, like, the Jets' favor where it's not like, oh, my goodness, if we don't get him in now, we can't work out. And training camp is around the corner. But there is a little bit of a fight. And they're probably fighting over this, right? Well, if he plays a lot, does this third turn into a second? Like, that's – and, again, 
deadline. There's no deadline. You're like, you got to get in the camp tomorrow. We got to work this out, which pressure usually causes these deals to happen. But I just find it interesting where the only spot he is going is to the New York Jets. And But you could also see the Packers. Okay, good. We know that. So now we can hold you up against a fire. Well, Aaron Rodgers is such a wingnut sometimes. Like, look, you put this out for three more. I'll just retire. You get it. Okay, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> Keep that third-round pick. It won't turn into a second, and away we go. Doesn't it feel like that's going to be that push come the shove where it's like, he's like, you know what? I just went on another treat and, and uh, woke up one morning. I don't even like football anymore. Like, beware of what you have there, Green Bay, you know? Well, that's, again, like, it's so – because then they both lose. Yes. Is, is the truth of it, right? Then they both lose because the Packers get nothing and then the Jets don't have a quarterback. But in that respect, the Jets obviously lose more, right? The, the Packers missing out on the return is, is nowhere near as disastrous as the Jets not having the quarterback that they've <laughs> assumed they were going to have this entire time. I mean, Zach Wilson, man, steps right back oh into the gun seats like, hey, man. Told you I was going to make life hard as hell. Look, Aaron Rodgers knew what he was going to step into when he came here. And he knew he was going to be in a fight for that job and just backed out. So now let me lead yeah. the way here at that point. But that's the one certainly we're waiting on. Also, Lamar Jackson down in Baltimore. It would be fun to weigh the pros and cons. Now, the reason I say this is the pros and cons of, you know, should he be back? What team's going to go to? But more importantly, like, I just want to see, like, what was an offer sheet? What, what do they offer you? And you could, and the Ravens could laugh and be like, "Oh, this is the best offer sheet I've ever seen." I'm only going to give them a, you know, three years, ninety million, and you know, seventy-five million of it guaranteed. Like, we'll sign that in our sleep right now. Like, I would have loved to see like the pressure because you know, leading Sports Center, everything on Sports Grid. If Lamar Jackson got signed to an offer sheet, and you know how this plays out, when you get that offer sheet, we've seen in the past. They tell, they tell the Ravens, talking about Lamar Jackson and his people, don't you dare sign that thing. Don't you dare match that. Like, I went, you didn't want me. You don't want me now. Don't you dare match that. That's what I want to see and see that 24-7 coverage. Are they going to sign it? Are they going to match it? What's the word from down in Owings Mills, Maryland? That's what I want to see. The, 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 I do think there was some early reporting, you know, suggesting that the Ravens would likely match any offer that was given, which... And this is one of those things, you know, the Demar Smith comments and the, you know, the kind of talk about where the franchise tag can be the disservice to the to the athletes. And I think we're seeing that here, right? Where really, what is Lamar to do if every organization that would be interested? Because because again, we're, we're there's so much guessing we have to do. But if the Falcons, the Commanders, if as I'm slandering them. What if it's a situation more so where they're reaching out to Lamar and they're like, look, we can sit here and hammer out details all we want, but they're going to match. And we know they're going to match. Yes. So we, we, we can't – Lamar, like, we can't. This doesn't make sense for us <laughs> because, they like, this franchise tag is ultimately a disaster. And we've never seen something play out like this because a player of Lamar's level is ne- never supposed to be tagged, right? Nobody's talking about, will Burrow, will Hurts be Herbert – be tagged, right? And the fact that Lamar is... Yeah, the, the, the tag was supposed up. to be, which I, I like the concept of the tag, because they actually are looking out for the fan, not the team itself, right? You're saying, this, like, hey man, look, he's my favorite player. Like, we're just going to lose him to somebody else because he wants to go to L.A. and doesn't want to play in Green Bay? Like, something, like, that's really what the tag was inserted for. Like, hey, smaller markets actually have a legitimate chance to keep their players and they'll get paid at the top of the food chain. Well, as the prices have risen, they're going like, well, I don't want one year and 13 guaranteed. Like, give me the $40 million guaranteed over five 
five years. That way, if they get hurt, you know, my family's set. I, I don't have to worry about anything. So I do see that. But it is kind of interesting where it's like, okay, what's the deal we're looking for? Because if anybody gives Lamar Jackson anything credible and he says yes, Baltimore then looks at it and just goes, all right, thanks, man. This is the, you know, we had some sour grapes here and we didn't negotiate at yeah. the right the right mindset, but it looks like you found it. And great, fantastic, we'll pay you that because you're worth that. And that is the the really unfortunate thing that Lamar finds himself in is if Lamar is, you know, and I know this is not what the perception is. What if Lamar actually just wants a reasonable contract? Well, then he's not leaving, right? Because then the Ravens are definitely matching a reasonable contract, you know, because people say, ah, Lamar, you got to change your asking price all the time. Well, that's just going to lock him into Baltimore. And that is something that I've been harping on. What if Lamar doesn't want to be in Baltimore? Well, then we're just stuck, aren't we? We're just stuck. Well, here's what you have to play out, too, because nobody wants football players on their team from a locker room, head coach, owner, front office, or fans. Like, hear me out on this. And sometimes you have to be the bad guy. Lamar Jackson is beloved in Baltimore by the fans, and rightfully so. I mean, that's their guy. And, you know, pay him. Let's win football games. We're a better team when he's out there. It's much more fun to watch. All of that plays into it. But there's also something that Lamar Jackson going to watch this. Uh, Offer sheet by the Indianapolis Colts. Lamar comes out and goes, Baltimore, love your fan base. But if they sign this, I got enough money. I don't even, like, I'll just sit out. Like, I don't have any problems with it. You know, I'm, I'm going to stay true to my convictions. And nobody wins. And Baltimore's not going to be like, well, fine, then. You just sit out for five years and never play again, and we're going to win by holding you out. Like, no, 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 no. Like, they would want two first-round picks and move on. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if if he comes to an agreement with another organization, he's got to turn into the bad guy. Like, bizarro Lamar. Like, I don't want to be in Baltimore. Like, I'm like, uh, what do you think about Coach Harbaugh? I, we, we don't get, I, I don't even want to talk to the guy. Do you remember, like, again, this is going back to 2004, Terrell Owens. Wanted a new contract, the Eagles didn't give it to him. He showed up hell on wheels at training camp, not talking to any coaches, basically punching his ticket, and then was thrown out of camp and doing push-ups and sit-ups in his driveway. But you know what? He eventually went out of town and got a big deal from the Dallas Cowboys when they basically moved on from him mid-season. You don't want to do that if you're Lamar Jackson, but if you really don't want to be there, Kevin, you can force your way out and be like, I'm just not playing. And Baltimore's not going to be like, well, we'll call your bluff, and you'll eventually want to come back and play for us. That's not happening. And also, Kevin, I think that goes a long way to them saying, you know what? You're so smart. Go find your own deal. And we're going to teach you a lesson on this because we told you nobody's going to offer you this contract. Now I'm going to drop you from $46 million to 32 and you'll be happy to play for that. Like, that doesn't go over well either. Because at least if you would have slapped that exclusive tag and said, we want to pay you more than anybody else, and if we can't work it out, you're going to need close to $50 million, you could roll the dice again. But the 32 is almost like a slap in the face. Like, yeah, hey, we gave him the tag, and now it's 32. Well, it's a great point by you in that we, you know, oh, sometimes players, I'll play on the tag and bet on myself. Lamar cannot play at this number. (laughs) Lamar cannot play for $32 million, right? Because that then is such a loss (laughs) for what he really should be getting. And, And again, that's where you get to the holdout range. Now, we are still, relatively speaking, early in this process, you could say. But, boy, it's just we've not heard any real traction 
on a deal anywhere at all. The, the, the most recent thing I saw is that apparently Lamar is going to do what a sit down interview with himself. <laughs> That's what I, I want. Yes. On. Yeah. Like, like if that could, that has to come sooner than later because I need the lay of the land. Like I need Lamar to put some people on blast, like saying, "Here's what I'm getting. Here's what I'm not getting. Here's what organizations are telling me. Here's what the Ravens want. Here's what I want." And you can all lay the chips on the table, just in content, and say, "You know what? Looks like Lamar is being really unfair." Or yeah, they're edging Lamar out, and this isn't right because again, the franchise. Franchise tag and the transition tag are hilarious because it's almost a $15 million difference. And I'll be with the Ravens. Hey, well, that's his tag. He better come back and play on it. Boy, that thing is going to be fun to watch. Come on back. Hour number one rolling along right here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Grid Radio Network. Back at it here, having some fun on Moneyline. If you want to join in, it's Donnie and Kevin, 844-843-6879. Phone lines are open. You got any hot takes? Got some bad beats? Took a bad beat there over the weekend on a uh, late three-point shot with .7 on the clock. Did you have any ones that came down like the Kansas Walker? By the way, I did have a parlay, Kevin. It was San Diego State money line minus two forty-five, and the over in Kansas uh, at one forty-three. I'd gotten it because I had to take it a day early when I was setting up like a video or two. So I actually saw that. I took it for myself. I didn't watch the last three seconds. I found out how it ended. I'm like, ooh, that looks like it could be a bad beat. But that game really probably had no business at going over the way it was going, and had a nice little splurge just to get around that number, but. Well, I mean, my God, like how many times have you been on the wrong side of there's, you know, oh, my God, there's 1.2 seconds left to go and, like, foul before the ball even gets inbounds. Like, come on. You know what I mean? They like, splash two free throws and you lose the under. Like, that was one where it's like, ooh, there's plenty of time left. And the other team is either going to, A, throw it down court and risk a turnover or just pass it five feet in, get hammered on a foul, and the game's going to be over anyway. And nobody fouled anybody. It was pretty tremendous. That was... The, the Kansas-Arkansas game, as angry as, as I've been at a loss <laughs> in quite some time. And what, what I've come to realize like Most is, teams fell down six yeah, in that spot, yeah, not one. <laughs> one million percent. And that's what it comes yeah. down to is, for me, it, you know, pretty much every bet is for the, the same amount at this point, right? So it wasn't as if it was some big bet on... Arkansas, it, w- it wasn't as if I was 
tilted because that was the one that was going to swing the day. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way it ended. I, I you when you sit there and you're like, all right, so the stress of this will be, can he just hit whoever he ends up being? Yes, one free throw. Right. Yes. That's all you need. That's all you're going to be asking for. I'm pretty at the end of the game, was that? I assume double bonus by that point. Oh yeah. Or, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Double bonus. The, every everything that you could ever want in that situation was right there. And to, you know, you see that first pass come in, and the guy's chasing him down, and the ball gets bounced back to a guard, and it wasn't like wow, they actually were were able to dodge them. DeJuan Harris was right there, Mm -hmm. opportunity to foul, and he just walked away, really. He he did. He just, he walked away. And that was, again, it was was just absolutely stunning to watch in that moment. And I I just was so unprepared for that outcome, Donnie. It really was, again, as frustrating of a loss as I've had in some time. Betting market changing as we go. If we look at the futures market here, Alabama plus 320 to cut the nets down. Houston plus 400. Uh, the three, I lost Marquette as one of my 25 to ones, which again, I'm rooting for the longest shots, obviously. But I'm still sitting in a pretty good spot. Three of my four futures still in in the Sweet 16. I'll take that. Alabama at 8 to 1 now is 320. Love that one. Feel confident. UConn's been playing great basketball. However, they were an 8 to 1 this morning. They're now a 9 to 1 a little bit later in the afternoon. So they lost a little bit of gas from the time we did the early line till now. And then have Texas, who's 10 to 1, which I love Texas. But the issue with them is they're going to have to line up with Houston before they even get to the Final Four. But if they can cross that hurdle, then you look at a big time. Because the dream scenario for me was to win every single, you know, region. Be like, oh, man, Final Four, I got every oh. piece of every team. And you're cheering on, right? Now, granted, if I can get three of the four there headed to the Final Four, I'd be feeling good in the final. And, you know, you get that takeaway. But I love where I sit with Alabama, Connecticut, and also Texas. I just feel like they're really good basketball teams if they bring their good basketball brand. I think I have a legitimate chance of cashing in one of these nice little, you know, tickets here. Yeah, I think I think the nice thing is for two out of the three, you you've got some help in that UConn doesn't have to play Kansas, not Kansas, Arkansas. Yeah, and yeah. Alabama's got a lot of help. I would argue with the way mm-hmm. that their bracket is kind of bounced there. The two, the three, the four, all eliminated mm-hmm. right now. The highest seed remaining is the one that you're going to play here in this uh, Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen yes. matchup, rather, in, in San Diego yeah. State. And profile-wise, you know, that's a mismatch. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. a mismatch there. So, Bama's pathway has really had some good breaks for you there. Yes. And, like, if Mar- let's just say if Marquette could have hung on and beat, you know, Miss, uh, Michigan State, which they weren't the better team in that game. You watch it all the way through. It was like Marquette would get back into it, and then it's like, okay, they're going to take control of this game, and they never could. And then, you know, swings back mm-hmm. to a four or five point lead for Michigan State. But as I was looking, because you couldn't have gotten the better, like, again, almost in my pool. I have Houston advancing, right? I have Houston beating Miami. But even before that, boy, if Houston gets knocked out, like forget about my pool, like just look at my futures. Like all the ones are down but my number one, and everybody else is just catching like, you know, upset after upset and easier road after easier road. So it would have been great because Houston's going to be a tough one to knock out. And Houston might legitimately go up and knock out all of my tickets, basically. You know what I mean? Knock out Texas and then, yeah, exactly, right? Just mow through a lot of them. But hope it doesn't work out that way. But it is fun to watch make it. Uh, we talked about, where's my, so Miami was 55 to 1 this morning, Kevin, out to 48 to 1. Because you're just taking a flyer. You're saying, whoa, whoa. Like a really good basketball team, the lowest on the chart, 
if they can knock off Houston, which is going to be a big feat, then it opens everything up. But also, Miami is one of the teams where I do feel a little bit cheated. And I'm not going to say I was even going to pick the upset. But I did have Miami winning their first two rounds. And I came up against Houston. But the one, I was like, I don't know if I want to go Miami because Miami might get beat by Drake if they're not healthy. You see what I mean? Like, that was the whole, like, I never even. Sure. Yes. Like, I never got the honest opinion out of Miami to start the tournament because I was like, hey, you know what? Saying all along in college, like, boy, they have what it takes. Veteran guard play, great head coach, thumpers down low. If they just get some good matchups, yeah. they can go. But then, you, oh, big man's down. Oh, he's a big thing. What they do is like, look, am I really going to ride this out if this guy's ankle is so bad? Like, the, the minute that the tournament starts, they're like, oh, by the way, he's getting surgery. He's done for the rest of the tournament. Like, oh, man, I couldn't risk yeah. that. But that's one of those teams. No, it, it's – the the U being able to get here to Houston, but obviously the reason that ticket is so long right now in the futures market still is there's no help at the bottom of that bracket. The two and the three yeah. advancing in both Xavier and Texas yep. is obviously a massive part of, of this equation right now. So that that kind of opens things up there. And and that's what I was trying to get at this morning, and I, and I think you give a fair answer in terms of is, is there anybody that's 15-1 to 1 that looks worthwhile? And... Again, if you were to make me give you an answer, I do think it would be Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Just because Arkansas, in terms of preseason expectations, is supposed to be here. And it's a young, young group, right? Very freshman-driven when you look at Smith Jr., Walsh, and Anthony Black, the point guard, in that if they're rounding into form... The idea of preseason, somebody saying, hey, Arkansas is in the Final Four, was mm-hmm. more than understandable. And a good, a tough path, right? It's UConn, and then it would either be UCLA or Gonzaga. But if you beat Kansas, I think the Razorbacks have shown an ability to really hang with anybody in college basketball. Yeah, no, you're right about it. And it'll be, well, granted, we are going to watch it play out. It's not any conjecture. Like, I wonder if they can take care of business. You'll know in a matter of days. But you do get that decompression now for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before it ramps up. And all of a sudden, whoa! You get home for dinner, right? You get home from work. Like, ah, four games I got to tune up for tonight. It's going to be popping. And then certainly with Friday night as well. Other college basketball news. Uh, Georgetown expected to hire Ed Cooley. Providence is Ed Cooley. So it's not as if he's going from, hey, you know, Providence, I'm going to go to the ACC, staying in-house, per se, with the Big East and going to Georgetown. i got to say, the first look, I love it. I love Ed Cooley as a head coach. I love the fact that he can go to Georgetown and just resurrect a dormant program that was always one of the favorites. And if they can ever get to a fraction of what they were in the 80s and 90s, College basketball overall is going to be better for it. So Cooley to Georgetown, I think, is perfect. Oh, that, that – it works out. My thing with this whole, obviously, the, the Iona involvement here, Donnie, is uh-huh. throwing me off a little bit with Patino and, and St. John's. And mm-hmm. Look, if someone says that I'm, I'm shaded a bit here, maybe I am. But I don't really feel like this St. John's job and – even to some degree, George. Now, look, money-wise, you know, I'm sure these programs are coming with, with big offers here. And I'm not trying to pretend that uh, Ed Cooley should be rerouting and, and looking to get to Iona. And, uh, man, how could Rick think a Big East school makes more sense? But I'm just not so sure that there really is more success on the way, specifically for Patino going to St. John's. He enters the MAC, and they're just so much better than everybody else in the MAC. And it was that way before he got there. I cannot stress this enough, and I know we've joked a lot on this show, 
But Rick Pitino did not come in and raise the level of Iona. It's not like we've never been a 13-seater better before. Tim Kloos got an at-large bid one season. So it's just, I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of hesitations on this idea that Patino walks into St. John's and has, okay, pencil them into the tournament next year. Like, I don't know about all that. The nostalgia is nice, though. He knows his way around New York City. They'll be a better team than what they've showed in the past couple years. And so will Georgetown. Georgetown can't be any worse. You know what I mean? If you get Georgetown just back to getting like at-large bids or chances to get at-large bids, that's certainly going to be a, a work in progress because of the disaster Patrick Ewing was down there. But I do think it's just more fun for the Big East. You get big-name coaches adding one, keeping one in conference, and moving to a higher-profile school than Providence, obviously, where Georgetown is. But also, you know, Rick's going to still be in New York City. It's a fertile ground to recruit. That's why Georgetown was great in the past. I mean, certainly, John Thompson Sr. was a fantastic coach, but you're you're in that Delmarva Peninsula there in the D.C. area. It's a lot of great talent that you're not getting going to Georgetown, which now hopefully they can do that. So I think college basketball is better if both of those teams are good, St. John's and also Georgetown. And it just ramps up the league a little bit there. I do think it, it makes some sense overall, but it will be fun to watch it play out to see if it does come. And, but it looks like formalities here for Cooley and Patino both yeah. to stay. In the Big East here. Uh, NBA tonight, K-Dub. Some pretty good games overall in the mix. But I do believe that the most interesting thing, if everybody out here was just paying attention to college basketball, and rightfully so, you'd say to yourself, like, yeah, I mean, you know, you already won the MVP, and that's going to be a wrap. Well, FanDuel Sportsbook says not so fast, as you said, was up over a 2-1 to favorite. Now drops back down to minus 190 over Nikola Jokic to take down an MVP this year. The Sixers, I believe, 12 games left. Denver, 10 games left. But as you said, this one might actually just come down to one game. Sixers go in to Denver and win, and Embiid drops 30-plus. I, I think it's over. I think he goes like minus 600 after that, oh, yeah. if that's the case. I totally. I'm telling you this right now. That Embiid can they can roll that MVP out during that bat at the end of that game <laughs> if the Sixers win. What I'm trying to figure out is if Denver wins, mm-hmm. does the conversation go? Actually, it was Jokic. It was always Jokic. Or do they go? You know what? Yeah, both these guys aren't as good as Giannis, man. It's time to get, time to get him his third MVP mm-hmm. because. That that's kind of been the thing that that I was you know maintaining here is if this is going to kind of end up the way it always does of the guy who's won two in a row is not about to win three in a row then the two man race is not Jokic and Embiid it's Embiid or Giannis so if Embiid loses the battle to Jokic well then the war in in this circumstance would be one. By Giannis. That's what I'm trying to figure out here. You know, it's like, would, do you feel it? Like, is Embiid all of a sudden the favorite because everybody woke up and went, hold on a minute, we can't get this guy Jokic three in a row? Like, how yes. does it change so quickly? Yes, and the people that are voting, then we get in trouble, K Dub. You, like, you know what? I wasn't going to be the one that was going to vote three times in MVP or Jokic because I was still voting back in the Jordan days. And if I don't give him this, I can't give him this. And my goodness, what a mess here. We'll be back here to end our number one right here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Final segment before we hit the top of the hour right here on Moneyline. We'll take your phone calls. They're open, 844-843-6879 if you do want to get through. And now's the time to find out here all Thursday and Friday to see where JP is going tonight. I'm going to assume, I don't think, do we have any NIT, CBI, CIT? I haven't even been paying attention to that. But I do think we we probably have some. Actually, is there a game going on right now? Eastern Kentucky and Indiana State. There should 80 be. to 80 late second late second quarter. Yeah, we got a couple games tonight. There should be women's uh, college on right now, I would think, because I think they, they stagger the the women's uh, games. Yeah, like I said, yeah, nothing really going on. So there you go. Oh, don't do that. Don't no, come do on, that. I mean, I mean what's don't going on? Here? Like, give me an update on the women's. Who's, who's doing what? Who's doing what? Is it, are we through well, to 32? Or what are we doing here on that? Yeah, so today will be, today will be their last yeah. uh, round of 32 games. The There were some some double-digit upsets, though. A couple of 12 seeds did advance. Uh, we, we saw that come in. Iona, uh, the Gales, played ah. uh, Duke on Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it did not go well, Donnie. It did not go ah. well uh, at all. Uh, they lost by 40 points in a three-verse Whoa! Play. Yeah. They were catching Man. 24. Uh, man, I, I tell you, it is incredible the gap that exists between the top <laughs> of the women's game and the bottom. Yeah, because UConn like, was a 37 and a half yeah. point favorite in their opening round matchup. There's like 24 good women's players, and if you don't get those 24, you just get smashed, it seems like. Yeah. And that's always like UConn would have 12 of the top 24, and then it used to be like, okay, now South Carolina is the other 12, and good luck everybody else trying to yeah. get involved. My goodness, yeah. you're right about that. Like the, the top echelon player, like if you get the top overall recruit, like you just print. Like I know the girl at Iowa is very good. There's actually yep. a girl, a uh, Seagrass at Villanova, who goes off every night. Like you just need one of those players, and they can carry you and build your entire program together. So we'll see who cuts down the nets. But I remember going. It's even less now for odds for for uh, South Carolina since I doubt they lost over the weekend. So you would know rolling through. I know. I saw they won one game, but who knows about the other game? JP, we'll find out. Hour number two, it's your hour, JP. Hold on tight. We'll be right back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 